I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Championship Roundtable podcast. I'm hosting this week, James Vickers. A uh, bit of an unusual one this week, obviously with no football at the moment due to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, Louis with me today. I'll go obviously over to you first, Louis. Um, been a lot of talk sort of in the media. I don't want to get too hung up on it, but with sort of the league wanting to finish the season and, and obviously the financial implications that come with that, what's your view on it before we get into like the main topic for today's episode? Ah, you know what? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think there's just that uncertainty where no one actually knows. Uh, we all want the season to start again soon, don't we? But you've obviously got to just put public health before anything, first and foremost. Um, so, you know, regarding this next few months, if I'm really, really honest, I can't see the season starting before at least the 1st of June. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm missing football as much as everyone else. It's again, though, it's just like I say, you, you've got to put other things before football at times. And this is certainly one of those scenarios. And we know it's unprecedented, but um, it's it's just a case where it's we're, we're all playing the waiting game, aren't we? And um It'll be great once everything gets back to reality, I guess. I'm, I'm sure you think the same, do you, James? Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm missing football. I found myself watching two Belarusian Premier League games on YouTube. Back-to-back, <laughs> uh, back, which sort of seeing the standard of that, I'm never going to complain about Preston again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm missing it. And I think, obviously, as you said, public health comes first. I think what will be interesting, and I know I go on about German football quite a lot on this show, sort of more than I should do, they're sort of looking to get their season up and running again in probably about a month's time sort of right. after recording this. So I think for England especially, seeing how potentially Germany go about it and, and, and England having that, that sort of luxury almost of not been the first country to, to go back into it, you can sort of see how they adapt, how it works, what works, what doesn't, and it gives you sort of a better idea then of, of how to do it obviously safely. I think obviously everyone wants the season to be completed to yeah. obviously avoid the sort of financial implications that had come into it. I know there's talk about a lot of like lower league clubs really struggling at the moment and, and obviously if something can be done to help them, i.e. getting the season finished so they lose out on as little money as possible, obviously that's what we're all hoping for. So I think, yeah, definitely seeing how, say, Germany, uh, if they are the first league to go back, which it looks like at the moment, potentially they could be seeing how they do it and manage it will be you know, key to, to how we do it. And I was chatting to a few of my mates the other day. Can't wait for that that first away game back. Won't ever complain about uh, <laughs> that early start on the uh, the train down to London, for example, again. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's been a nice break, sort of saving money from going up and down the country. Um, but, yeah, I, I am sort of missing it. And 
if I can get away with uh, watching the odd Belarusian Premier League game here and there to get my fix, then so be it in the uh, in the interim. Um, sort of moving on then to the the main topic uh, of this episode of Louis. Obviously, no games for us to cover, which would be the usual sort of rundown. Yeah. So it is getting towards what would have been the end of the season, and obviously the rest of the games, if they do go ahead, will be behind closed doors. Players will need a bit of a, a pre-season almost. So. We thought it'd be a good time to go through what would have been our team of the seasons at the moment, um, based up until obviously the last set of matches um, a few weeks ago. I think best way to do it, if we go, say, goalkeeper first, we discuss yep. our pick on goalkeeper and go for each position. I think my formation's slightly different to yours, so we'll, we'll go defence, midfield, attack. Um, first of all, then, your goalkeeper, who have you got in your team and why? So, first and foremost, yeah, I've gone for a 3-5-2 formation. And based on this season so far, I've gone for David Rayer in goal. Uh, and the reason I've gone for David Rayer is I always remember on this podcast saying that Brentford were one of the teams that won't concede many goals this season. And so far, I'm right. I believe that there's only Leeds. They've conceded 30 goals this season. Brentford have conceded 33, so they've got the second best. But David Rayer has played in each of the 37 games and, like I say, has only conceded 33 goals. Um, and I think he's just very consistent, good goalkeeper. Obviously, credit to Brentford. Um, and for all those reasons combined, yeah, he's my goalkeeper of the season so far. So, yeah, David Rayer for me. Yeah, so I I initially had Raya, and then as you said, looking at, at goals sort of conceded, um, I ended up switching at the last minute to Kiko Casilla, which seeing him in sort of recent weeks leading up to the sort of the the pause in football, I was sort of swaying more towards Raya. Uh, Samba as well uh, at Forest was also in with a shout, but I think mm. looking at the table at the moment, they've conceded, you know least goals and, and obviously I've got a couple of lead players in my defence but I think obviously you need a good keeper in that as well he's, he's played for Real Madrid and he has been sort of prone to one or two errors this season but I think on his day he is one of the, the best keepers in the league and obviously it's hard not to pick a, a keeper who's you know conceded the, the fewest goals in the league this season so yeah Kiko Casilla in net for me um, moving on to your defence and obviously you said you've got a, a three at the back I've got four at the back so if I go through my four first... And yeah, go for it, yeah. ...if any sort of match yours. So I'll sort of run for him first of all. I've got Matty Cash, Hutchinson, Ailing, and Alioski. Alioski, a bit of a weird one considering he played further forward last season, but watching Leeds this season, he has for the most part filled in at left-back. I think for a player who is more attack-minded to fill in in a defence which has conceded the fewest in the league this season, you know, speaks volumes about A, Bielsa's coaching, and secondly, how Alioski has adapted to that role. And I think he's been one of the, seems weird to say, finds of the season for Leeds, considering he's been there in previous seasons. But I think the way he's filled in at left-back has, has been, you know, great for them. And obviously, again, to, to put a, a player in who's conceded the least goals in the league as a team this season, you know, he's mm-hmm. one. Matty Cash, another one for me who's really impressed me this season. Uh, I've got him on the right side of a four at the back. Forrest, I thought at the start of the season with the amount of players they brought in, similar to last year, you know, it could go one or two ways. They started off a little bit shaky, um, but, you know, sort of coming up to Christmas and after that, they've been really consistent, find themselves in the playoffs at the moment. And I think when the season eventually does get complete, uh, completed, I think they will still be in that playoff picture. Uh, definitely in the top four, uh, in the the top six. Sorry, in that in that four in the playoffs. So, 
I think he's been really impressive for them. And then Hutchinson and Ailing, you know, very good defenders at this level and, and you know, have been as solid as you'd expect them to be really this season. So that's my back four. What about you and your back three? Yeah, so for me, I had to go with a three at the back based on the forwards that I've got. What you'll notice uh, in short, in, you know, in short space of time when we talk about that. So for me, Matty Cash ju- just missed out. I would have had him in my team if I want, you know, had to had to play four at the back. But because I've got three, I've got two players that are the same as you, uh, which is Ailing and Hutchinson, uh, and my other player is uh, Sean Morrison at Cardiff. Uh, basically, with those back three, Ailing, Hutchinson, and Morrison, I think that they've all been solid all season. Um, and not only that, they've been solid for a few years in this division now. And I think, you know, based on consistency and stability, uh, yeah, I've, I've gone with those three. So my back three of Ailing, Hutchinson, and Morrison, um, just just for, for all those reasons I've said, basically, uh, all solid at the back and all having great seasons. And it's, it's something that's become the norm for those three players at the minute. I think they're all generally very, very good championship defenders now. Um, so, yeah, that's my three. So moving into midfield, then you've got five. I think I'm right in saying in your midfield. Um, I have yeah. four. So I'll go to you first for your midfield since I did defence first. Um, Who have you got across your five and why? Okay, so defensive midfielder, uh, one of the players of the season so far, and I know Leeds United fans rave about him, but I've gone for Phillips, um, just you know, in front of those back three, um, which then gives me a very, very attacking midfield in in terms of the four players that I've picked. Um, so on the right, I've got Mbwemo at Brentford, who's managed to get 14 goals, six assists this season. He's been unbelievable. Um, and then on the left, another Brentford player, um, bit of, you know, uh, bias towards Brentford, I know, this season. Um, I've already got Raya and now Mbwemo and Ben Rama. Um, but a, another player, 10 goals, seven assists, one of the best players in the division, can't argue with that. And then my central two, uh, I've got Pereira, who would be holding midfielder just in front of Phillips. Uh, he's got six goals, 12 assists. Again, been absolutely fantastic for West Brom this season. Uh, one of the better players in the division. You know, great find for them and, you know, could go on to be their player of the season. Um, and then just in front, if you like, behind the front two, which we're going to come on to, uh, but Eberiche Eze. Again, for QPR, if it weren't for him, I'd worry about them this season. They could be hovering over the relegation zone, but he's managed to get 12 goals and eight assists uh, this season so far. Um, And for me, you know, there's going to be teams, particularly at his age, that are going to be looking out to purchase him in the future, whether that's, you know, over the summer or could be January now, depending how the season plays out. But yeah, it's... um, that would be, be my midfield five of Phillips sitting in front of the back three, Mbwemo on the right, Ben Rama on the left, uh, Pereira and Eze um, in central roles. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So yeah, I've got three of the, the same players in mind. Uh, I've got across sort of my, my four in midfield. It's quite an attack-minded midfield. Uh, I've got Ben Rana. Pereira, um, obviously you mentioned final of the season there for, for West Brom. I saw him quite a bit for Nuremberg last season and I was shocked that a Premier League club didn't come in for him in all honesty. Um, mm. A real steal for, for West Brom this season and he's carried on that form that he showed last year in the in the Bundesliga and, and really sort of took the league by storm. Uh, next to him, I've gone Ben Pearson. I had to get a Preston player in there just because that's all we've done this season and I've included a few Leeds players already. So that's my only reasoning for not putting Phillips in. Um, easily could have put him in, one of the best players in the division. Um, and then on the, the left-hand side, Eze as well. Um, been absolutely fantastic. Tore Preston to pieces, actually, uh, a couple of weeks ago at Deepdale um, and on his day, one of the the best players in the division. So yeah, my four, I won't go into obviously the detail in too much of them because you've just gone through them all there. So Ben Rama, Pearson, Pereira and Eze. Um, Up front then, looking at your team that you sent me earlier uh, and the two that I've got, I think we've both got the same players. Um, Two strikers for me, uh, Mitrovic and Watkins. I think... All you have to do with these two is just look at the goal contributions for them this season. Top two goal scorers in the championship. Mitrovic, I think, one ahead on 23. Watkins, 22. Both been absolutely influential to the the way their teams have played this season. Obviously, Watkins has at times carried Brentford uh, through games. Uh, Obviously, Mitrovic, we all know how good he is. And I think he is a Premier League player playing in the championship. I have to look at his goal return in the last couple of years when he's been playing for Fulham and, and you know that speaks volumes so they're the two for me I was tempted to go with maybe one different you know Lewis Graben's had a great season Jared Bowen when he was at Hull uh, mm. still the fourth top goal scorer in the division and he, he left him in January speaks volumes for that first half of the season that he had in a, a Hull side that were you know around mid-table so did fantastically well for them to get 16 goals in the uh, in the time he was playing in the league um but yeah, Mitrovic and Watkins for me, are they the two that you've got up front as well? Yeah, without question. I think, you know, Mitrovic just offers goals and goals in this division. You know, he's, he's always going to be one of the better players. And you forget that he's still, you know, not that old even. Um, and then Ollie Watkins, again, another Brentford player. But I, I just simply can't keep him out. I've, I think he's one of the, the best players in the division. Uh, with 22 goals this season is unbelievable and a bit like Eberiche Eze, I was fully expecting him to go on and play Premier League football in the 
in the short term, you know, over the next couple of years, um, which would be a shame. But, you know, in terms of progression, a player like Watkins does probably need to move on to better himself. So, uh, yeah, Mitrovic and Watkins all day for me. Like you said, if Bowen was... St- if Jared Bowen was still at Hull, you know, maybe he'd have got in my team. But with him moving on, um, there are other players like Grant at Huddersfield as well. He could have mentioned even even Woodrow at Barnsley is having a fantastic season. But I think yeah, Mitrovic and Watkins are just a cut above the rest. So yeah, certainly those uh, front two for me without question. Yeah, completely agree. And obviously, yeah, similar teams. I think it's been. A- Compared to last year when we did the teams last year towards the end of the season, I think it's been a lot easier this year. Um, I think quite a lot of teams, especially you just look down the table, that playoff picture, quite a lot of teams are on an even playing field. So there's been sort of standout players, but you know the league as a whole, I think this season is is better. Um, moving then, before we go into, obviously we touched there on our team of the season for this year, we're going to talk about our or best championship starting eleven ever if we could have, you know, players from each generation's playing together. Before we go mm-hmm. into that, obviously we talked about this season and, and when we think it'll get completed if it does. Looking ahead then to next season, whenever that may be when it starts, you know, with this season getting delayed, I think it's inevitable that that next season is going to be either squeezed into a short time frame, um, potentially like a cup competition will be dropped to uh accommodate you know the the time uh, between games what would be your sort of way of going about doing that if, if that was you know a potential would you look to get rid of say, a cup competition or all the cup competitions for a season would you get you know each team playing uh say a, a weekend and then like a tuesday wednesday each week how how would be the way that you go about it yeah, for me, I think you can't sacrifice the league. I think if you're going to have to do it, I know you can condense, you know, games down like you just said, Saturday, Tuesdays or Saturday, Wednesdays, and but but you know, there's going to be potential burnout of players and teams by doing that. So if you had to sacrifice and the season was squeezed next season, um, I think for me it'd be a case of playing fewer games, and and by doing that, it'd be. Uh, it'd be eliminating the cup competitions, whether that's one cup comp- competition in terms of the FA Cup or League Cup, but it, it might get to a case where, you know, I think everyone would prefer to have the regular season played normally. Um, I mean, if if you can still get in 46 games, which does seem a lot, then, then let's go for that. But yeah, if you were to reduce cup competitions, then that will pave a way, I believe, for knocking, you know, straight away, you're gaining a couple of months there by doing so. Um, so for me, it would be, a, yeah, sim- simply a case of eliminating the cup competitions, whether that's like, say, both FA Cup and League Cup, I'm not sure. But I think there's, it would be difficult to say, let's, you know, remove a quarter of games from the, the leagues to obviously then keep the cup competitions. I, I don't think that would be fair. And first and foremost, I think the, the league is where most of the money is, you know, TV rights. Uh, it'd be a case of playing a regular season for me if they can do. And um, and, and the, the cup competitions just simply have to come second. I'd be interested to know your thoughts on that, James. Yeah, I agree in terms of um, potentially sacrificing one cup competition and, and the league being the bread and butter. I think, obviously, as you touched on there, TV rights for in the league is, is you know, 
where the majority of the money comes from for teams. I think, and I was talking to one of my mates actually about it the other day, it could be a bit of a blessing in disguise. I think for potentially next season and then and, and look ahead to how it goes, I think what I'd do personally if I was in charge, I think the League Cup, most teams don't really take that too seriously these days anyway. So mm-hmm. I think for a season, you know, just, just stop that. Obviously, you'd have to work into to account the, the sponsorships and that kind of thing that goes along with it. But I think for a season, the League Cup, you know, could take a back seat. I think the FA Cup, and this was quite an interesting point that my friend brought up, would be to, obviously, you're still going to need to get all your league games in. Um, so each team plays each other home and away. So it's, it's fair for everyone. I think the FA Cup, would be a good opportunity because obviously non-league clubs and, and lower league clubs do rely on a, a cut run for you know a, a decent chunk of their revenue. I think giving the especially Premiership and Championship teams uh, sort of two options. First of all, opting in or out of it. Quite a lot of Premier League teams and some Championship teams do have the squads where they could feel say like a reserve team in the competitions. Mm. Um, and then that would tie in as well for, obviously, there's been that big debate over the last couple of years as well of, of giving, you know, young English players, young players in academies uh, an opportunity. So potentially Premier League teams while and championship teams, while they need to focus on the league and get their league games completed, giving that opportunity, kind of how Liverpool did this year, to the younger sort of players in that squad, giving, you know, the, the youngsters from the academy that exposure game time coming up against, you know, teams from like League One, League Two, non league, which, you know, I think could benefit teams from lower league potentially getting further into the cup. And then secondly, teams in the championship and premiership by blooding these youngsters in in competitions. And you could even do that if you didn't want to access the League Cup, for example, you could do that with both cup competitions. So you keep your your main squad primarily for the uh, the league games. You can play players coming back from injuries, for example, reserve players, youth players in the cup competitions, and and mix it that way. Obviously, if a squad doesn't have the the depth to cope with that, given the opportunity, do they want to to step out for this season? I remember, oh, it must have been about 15 years or so ago, Man United um, opting out of the FA Cup one season because they had a, an international tournament over Christmas, I think it was, or something like that, similar to how Liverpool did this year. Um, so giving teams the option, you know, can they opt in, opt out? And then if they do opt in, you know, playing younger squads, and I think could be a bit of a blessing in disguise and, and would benefit everyone in the long run. Um, obviously, that's just my take on it. There could be, you know, implications of that that I'm sort of missing or, or something like that. But I think that would be a nice way of going about it. And it'd give those lower league teams a, a real opportunity to get further into the competition, more money for them and, and better exposure on TV as well uh, and make for some, you know, fascinating games. We always say that the magic of the cup has sort of dwindled in recent years. And I think that'd be a great, you know, opportunity to, to potentially get it back. Um, but then moving into to obviously sort of the last topic, then we touched on our championship team of the season for this year mentioned earlier we're going to do our sort of best ever championship 11 there's a couple of ones in mind where i've gone for for more so a consistency rather than you know quality for a season or two with a a blend of the two um first of all i'll sort of start on keeper because i got you to start on keeper for the the team of the season i've gone with lee camp um, there was a few keepers i could have gone for casper schmeichel for example andy lonergan who've been around the division, I think in terms of skill and, and quality, I think Casper Smeichel would be the 
sort of the go-to pick. For me, Lee Camp, looking down at who he's played for, you know, he spent the vast majority of his career in the championship. He's played for the likes of Derby, Nottingham Forest, uh, Birmingham, Rotherham, you know, in the championship. And every time I see him, you know, he's been around for what feels like sort of my lifetime watching the, the championship. And, you know, he's consistent as ever. Rarely see him have a bad game, and, and wherever he goes to, you know, he sort of shores up shop for them. Um, can I say how, like, a, a Sam Allardyce or Neil Warnock would come in in a, a managerial level? Lee Camp seems to be brought in to, to really shore up the keeping position, and, you know, he's been a fantastic player in the championship, and, yeah, he's he's my keeper. Uh, what about you, Louis? So, yeah, I've, I've gone, you've already mentioned him, but for Kasper Schmeichel, um, it's, it's more interesting doing the... Um, best championship start in 11 of all time because like you said you don't know whether to include consistency or success or like you know you could have a player like Gareth Bale who's played in the championship but you know it's it may have only been there for one or two seasons so yeah for me I've gone for Kasper Michael the reason I've done so is he had about three seasons in the championship he made 177 appearances um, but with that he managed to get the promotion with Leicester, as we know, but he was also included in two teams of the season. Um, and I think, you know, in terms of quality, like you mentioned, he's gone on and, and won the Premier League also. So for me, um, yeah, I went for Schmeichel ahead of anyone else. So going into defence then, have you gone for a 4-4-2 or what formation have you gone for this time? I've gone for a 4-3-3 formation on this one. Okay, so yeah, I've got four at the back as well. So I'll go through my four at the back first. Uh, you go through yours and we'll see if we have any sort of matching in that. So right okay. back, I've gone for Graham Alexander. Uh, Preston legend, obviously, spent the majority of his career with us, played a whole host of games in the championship and one of the most consistent players that I've sort of ever seen. So I had to get a Preston player in there considering we've never been in the Premiership. We spent a couple of years in League One, um, but for the most part, we've been there, you know, more or less every Championship season. And he, at the time, epitomised what we did in the Championship. Fantastic player. Got his move to Burnley to play in the Premier League and then came back to us as well and uh, sort of rounded off his career with us. So I think when I think of the Championship and, and Preston, who, you know, are one of the teams that have been in around the Championship for. Uh, for what seems like an eternity. Graham Alexander is the first that springs to mind. Um, my two centre-backs have gone with Richard Keogh at Derby. Um, mm-hmm. Derby, similar to Preston, been one of those teams in and around the, the championship for the majority of my lifetime. Richard Keogh, fantastic servant for them. Obviously, had the off-field issues this season, but you know, for the most part, he's been a fantastic player for Derby and a real reason why they've been you know, in and around the players for sort of the last... 10 years or so with, with the off-season in the Premier League. Um, second centre-back, I've gone for Wes Morgan uh, at Leicester. The year they went up, it was absolutely fantastic for them. Um, you know, did it in the Premiership as well. And one of the best sort of pure defenders I'd seen in the Championship. So I'd had to put him in. So I think that would be a good sort of compliment between them two in, in defence. And then left-back, a bit of an odd one. But I had to get him in my team somehow just purely for the fact that I think he has played in more or less every single position, and I'm sure he's played in net at one point as well. Uh, Greg Alford <laughs> um, played for a whole host of teams in the Championship, similar to Lee Camp. Um, remember him being at sort of Nottingham Forest, Rotherham, Sheffield United as well for a season where he was absolutely fantastic at Sheffield United. So had to get him in more of a right back or centre midfielder, but obviously Graham Alexander can play right back or left back. So toss up between them two 
whichever side you put them on. But I had to get Greg Halford in. He's one of those players that don't know why, but when I think of like a championship greatest ever, um, he springs to mind uh, purely for his versatility and how consistent he was in every single position he played in. So that would be my back four. What about you, Louis? Yeah, so I'll start with the fullbacks also. Um, I've gone for uh, Kieran Trippier. So remember his time at Barnsley and then he was played in, you know, the successful teams of Burnley as well, who managed to gain promotion to the Premier League. Uh, He's obviously gone on to bigger and better things, but he made 174 appearances, scored seven goals in the championship. And he was also included in two teams of the season. So, yeah, I've got Kieran Trippier. Uh, My other fullback would be a, a consistent player in the championships still you could say but George Friend um, I remember his days at Doncaster Rovers when they had a few decent seasons in the championship uh, but obviously then moved on to Middlesbrough he's made almost 300 appearances in the championship with 10 goals Um, but he's also managed to gain promotion like Trippier and been in a team of the season so they'd be my full backs in my team Trippier and Friend Uh, centre backs again like you I know he's had his off field issues but Richard Keogh, um, consistently a great defender in the championship for Coventry and Derby, particularly for Derby. Over 400 appearances as well in the championship, which probably is the reason I chose him. Um, like I said, he's had, he's had issues this season and it, it, it kind of crossed my mind whether I should have kept him in. But it's just number of appearances in this division and, and you know, the success he's had. At being a defender, you know, one one of the best over numerous years now. And then the other one, this one might come as a surprise because um, it probably wouldn't come into the forefront of people's minds when choosing this centre-back. But I based this defender just on pure success in this division. So it's Matthew Connolly. So Matthew Connolly is played 195 times in the championship he scored 10 goals but the reason I had to choose him is that he's played for four teams in the championship which are QPR, Reading, Cardiff and Watford but he's had five promotions with those four clubs so based like I say on success as one of the best you know central defenders in the division in terms of getting out the league and into the Premier League makes him probably a championship player and you know probably not good enough for the Premier League but like I say with five promotions two of those actually coming in the same season because he was on loan to one of the sides um, that he also went up um, but yeah for me Keogh and Matthew Connolly both at centre-backs. Yeah hard to disagree with any of those uh, those picks there there was quite a few that, that sort of missed out for me that I wanted to put in similar to my team in the season for this year as well um, moving into midfield, then mine is very, very attack-minded. Um, I don't think it. Yeah, mine is as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'd do very well if it was placed as a team to to compete at the moment. They'd score a hell of a lot of goals, but I don't think they'd keep many clean sheets. Um, so, did you say you've got three in midfield then? Uh, playing. I have, yeah. Three. Perfect. So, I'll go to you then first for your three in midfield, and then I'll see if any of my four are uh, similar to or, or the same as yours that you've got in yours. Who have you got in your three? Okay, so first one is Gary O'Neill. I just remember Gary O'Neill as being a consistent 
championship player for numerous years and for numerous clubs. I believe he had six clubs in the championship and he managed to gain three promotions as well. So Gary O'Neill just simply had to go into my team. Uh, the other one who retired a, a few years ago now, but a great, great servant, particularly for Norwich, but well, and West Brom was Wes Houlihan. Uh, two promotions, 22 goals in the championship. A bit like Gary O'Neill, just always gave you a 7 or an 8 out of 10 every game. I don't really remember them ever being poor in this division. Just general, professional, consistent players that gave everything and you know were, were worthy of, of being in my you know, best 11. Um, and then the other one who sadly passed away only a month or so ago, if that is uh, Peter Whittingham, just his pure ability to score goals from anywhere, really, with his left foot. Um, obviously, loads of success at Cardiff City, particularly when they went, you know, into the Premier League. But he gained that promotion with them and he managed to score for a midfielder as well 82 goals he managed to score in the championship which is unbelievable and yeah quite rightly in 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 my team you know without question even probably ahead of O'Neill and and Hulan. he was just um sublime player and obviously thoughts and prayers to all his family at the minute but you know is it, it was it was just any team would have wanted him in, in this division. So, yeah, they're my three. Gary O'Neill, uh, Houlihan and Peter Whittingham. Yeah, so I've got two of the same in mine. Um, there were a few that I really wanted to put in and I just couldn't justify dropping one of the four that I've gone for. So, a couple of players that I wanted to put in but sort of couldn't fit in. I had O'Neill, same as you, um, Chris Brunt uh, and Bradley Johnson all sort of came to mind that I was sort of looking to put in. Um, yeah. My four ended up being, so as I said, very attack-minded. So I won't say sort of which side I'll have either player on or, or whereabouts. Um, I've gone for Johnny Russell, uh, Adele Tarrat, Wes Hulhern and Peter Whittingham. Um, mm-hmm. So very attack-minded midfield. Uh, Tarrat, first of all, absolutely fantastic, you know, whenever I saw him. Um one of those players, similar to Ronaldo, for example, when he first signed for United, he made everything look so easy. The ball stuck to his feet, could take, you know, four, five, six players on, you know, without breaking a sweat and was an absolute joy to watch. And, you know, carried a bit of it over into the Premiership. But I think sort of my sort of memories of watching him was, was in the Championship. And, you know, he was absolutely fantastic in that year. QPR got promoted. Um, that year, QPR did get promoted as well. Alejandro Fowlin was another one that I wanted to put in. Uh, just couldn't know, um, but went with Tarrat. I, I had to get someone from from that team in. Um, Hulahan and Whittingham, same reasons as you, both absolutely fantastic players, and and obviously echo the sentiments that, that you mentioned of the two of them there. And then finally, for me, Johnny Russell was you know when Derby were obviously in recent seasons they've fallen off a little bit, but when they were you know, one of those very top teams in the championship, Johnny Russell was at the heart of every good thing that they did. And for for whatever reason, you know, I'm, I'm not a Derby fan and, and I, I can't see why they let him go uh, when they did. I thought he was absolutely fantastic for them. And, and every time I saw Derby on TV, he was just consistently, you know, one of their sort of best two or three players on the pitch. Everything seemed to come for him. He was a goal threat and really sort of 
held that team together at times. So, yeah, Johnny Russell, for me, has to get in there. Um, so, yeah, my four again, Russell, Tarap, Bullahan and Whittingham. Um, going into the strikers then, I've got two up front. Um, you said you've got three up front. Um, yeah. Who's in your three and why? Yeah, so this is difficult. Um, so, missing out in my team were the likes of Jordan Rhodes, Voss McCormick. Uh, you know, there were loads of players I could have chosen. So, I've, I've done a mixed bag between consistency, success and just pure outright goals that they managed to score. So, first and foremost, I've gone for David Nugent. He played loads and loads of games in the championship, as we know. He probably's had you know six or seven seasons there. He's he's made three hundred and eight appearances, uh, but he managed to score eighty eight goals. So you know, relatively consistent. But with that, he managed to gain two promotions as well. Uh, so I put him in my team. The other one who seems to have been around for years and years is um, kind of hate to say it, being a Wednesday fan, but Billy Sharp. You know, Billy Sharp's had six clubs in the championship uh, almost scored 100 goals as well in this division and again with his recent success at Sheffield United, um, even at the ages that where you think he'd be close to hanging up his boots, he's still scoring goals in the Premier League uh, and he's had two promotions in the championship also so for me, based on consistency again, it had to be Billy Sharp um, who's just continued to score goals in, in this division and then the final player that I chose um, I had McCormick initially, um, but he never seemed to, you know, this a bit like Jordan Rose this last few years, it's just simply not worked out for him. Uh, so pure goals in this division. I've gone for Charlie Austin. Um, only had a few seasons in this division, you know, 148 appearances, uh, but he's managed to score 77 goals. Uh, so similar to Dwight Gale. I know Dwight Gale's got a, a similar record, but playing less less games in this division. Um, so he missed out also. But yeah, I've gone for Charlie Austin, who also got the promotion to the Premier League. So they're my front three of David Nugent, Billy Sharp and Charlie Austin. Yeah, strikers for me was the hardest to pick. Um, I was sort of looking down the, the list of championship all-time top goal scorers and appearance makers and the amount of quality strikers that have been in the division over the years is, is you know, breathtaking. David Nugent, for me, been a Preston fan, club legend, um, had to be in there. So, yeah, I've gone David Nugent as my first one. Um, everywhere he's gone, he's scored goals, as you mentioned. And I think what goes unnoticed as well is he's, he's work off the ball. Since he's come back for us this season, he's, he's only scored... Um, you know, one goal so far, but it's that running he does off the ball, the hold-up play, bringing other people in to to play. You know, everywhere he's gone, he's managed to do it. So definitely has to get in for me. I think he is probably the obviously it's open to opinion, but for me, the best championship striker that we've seen in terms of all-round game. Second, it was a toss-up of about five or six players. There were some that I really wanted to get in. <laughs> Um, sort of looking back, there was you know people like uh, Sylvan Ebanks Blake for Wolves in their season where they got promoted was absolutely fantastic. Michael Chopra when he was at Cardiff, um, you know, and then you look up the list: Kevin Phillips um, and and Daryl Murphy, just for, for some that we haven't mentioned. But I ended up going with Ross McCormack. Um, I know you said just missed out on yours, but yeah. another player like Nugent. Played for a handful of clubs over the division and everywhere he went, he scored goals. Obviously, he's 
sort of recent sort of few years that haven't worked out as well for him. And I believe he's playing over in Australia now. But you know, in his heyday in the in the championship, he was one of, if not the best, sort of championship strikers that we've seen. You know, everywhere he went, Leeds, um, Cardiff. Them to the same extent, you know, scored goals on a consistent basis. And, you know, I think any championship team in his prime would want to sign him. So they're the two that I've gone for Russ McCormack and David Nugent. Um, so, yeah, we had pretty similar players in, in some positions, but there was a nice mix as well there. Um, one thing that we didn't sort of mention with the, the team, which I'll, I'll quickly throw in now just before we wrap up that sort of overall team um, of. of sort of our best ever championship team who would you have managing it um Oof. two names that i've got <laughs> go on that, that I'd, I'd go for so first of all i'd have neil warnock probably as as my main sort of manager um he's probably the the manager that i think of the most when i think of the championship you know countless promotions um you know every time he's managed at this level he's been absolutely fantastic um Second one might be a bit of a weird one. Um, I don't know why he came to mind sort of really, but I'd have Nigel Pearson. Um, the way he got Leicester playing in that that year that they got promoted, um, one of the best sort of managers at this level I think we've seen. Um, so yeah, they'd be the two for me. Um, but I think if I was to to be pushed to pit one and have Neil Warnock as like the the overall manager uh, that I'd put in charge of that team. Yeah, I think I've got to say the same. And again, I hate saying it being a Wednesday fan, but you've got to admire what Warnock has done this, you know, in this division over the years. You know, he's had countless number of promotions, hasn't he? And he's always done okay, in, even in the Premier League. Um, but the, you know, to, to pick up another manager, um, he just sprung to mind as soon as you, you asked me that question. Is Ian Holloway? Uh, that might come as a surprise, but I just always remember what he did for Blackpool and the success that they had when you know they potentially overachieved and you know they had that season or so in in the Premier League and you know that that came to my mind. But I think yeah, overall you know you could you could pick there's there's many a manager that you could pick in this division that's been successful. But if you know over the years you know f- well. It's, it's more than that now, isn't it? It's, you're looking at a couple of decades where Neil Warnock's had had uh, some great sides and promotions in this division. So, yeah, ultimately, it'd have to be him, um, even though I kind of regret saying that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, there are our sort of overall, like, all-time championship teams. Um, we'll put a sort of a, a tweet out with this, this episode when it goes live to see if anyone sort of disagrees and obviously it'd be great to hear people's feedback as well and I knew they'd have any that we sort of missed out on. Um, obviously we mentioned there that there's quite a lot that we wanted to put in but obviously having 11 players it's difficult to get everyone um, but with that we're out of time um, we will be back sort of I'd, I'd imagine sort of fairly soonish we'll try and keep the episodes coming. Um, obviously Louis if you want to let everyone know any projects you're involved in socials now's a good time. Yeah, so you can just find me on Twitter at Louis Shackshaft. Um, I, you know, do writing for Football League World. Um, I'm doing a couple of pieces for the Yorkshire Post, actually. Uh, one, I believe, is out this week. Uh, there's a couple last week. It's all based on Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, but I've also done a Sheffield Wednesday stats quiz. If there's any Wednesday fans listening, you can check that out on my pin tweet at the moment. Uh, but other than that, hopefully I'll be... Uh, recording on the podcast again soon in you know sooner rather than later in the next uh, few weeks or months so uh, it's just a waiting game like i said earlier and we'll we'll see when that happens 
Yeah, and you can reach me on my Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers. Um, I've recently started sort of an individual podcast as well, which is a little bit of football, but then other things as well. So the first episode we had, um, we had a couple of YouTubers on who run a YouTube channel that they document their Sunday league games and sort of commentate over the top, which is quite entertaining. Um, they talked about how their team managed to train with Man City and Pep Guardiola. So really good listen. So check that out if you haven't already. Uh, and more importantly, you can follow uh, the Championship Podcast Twitter page, which is at Championship Pod. Give us a follow on there, um, turn notifications on, and you won't miss an upload um, when we sort of get back to the, the regular uploads. But we will, as we said, try and keep them coming uh, while there isn't any football. Um, cheers for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.